You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe Ojo, Jared Hawks are with you on a Thursday presented... Of course, by Bet MGM. So, great guests coming up next hour. We will talk to John Henson, former UNC basketball player, now uh, doing some college stuff, working for MSG. So, a lot, lot to talk about with uh, John next hour on college hoops. And then uh, we'll talk to our guy, Patrick Everson, from Covers. Uh, I'm always interested when he joins us about where the money's coming in and, and what he's seeing in the marketplace uh, with the betting for this coming weekend. So, some great guests next hour. Until then, we continue diving into these games. Let's go back to the NFC here. Giants-Vikings on Sunday. I think it's interesting to watch this injury report as well because both these teams have a bunch of players that mm-hmm. have been banged up at the end of the season, likely to play, but how healthy are they, right? Garrett Bradbury, the center for the Vikings. Some of the Giants defenders are Dory Jackson, uh, McKinney, uh, their defensive linemen. Like, that's really – I think that's the game. And we're going to talk a lot about Cousins and Daniel Jones, but doesn't it feel like this game comes down to can the Vikings block the Giants? If they block them, the Vikings could absolutely win. You know, people forget about the first matchup. It was on TV last night, so I like, had it on the background. The Vikings were up 10 with two minutes to go. Like, the Giants made a crazy comeback to get the game to the point where the Vikings could kick the game-winning field goal. But the Vikings were up late mm-hmm. in that game by 10. So, you know, they had that game almost in hand. So, I'm not sure. It feels like the Giants are becoming pretty popular this week, just, just looking around. People, people are picking the Giants. Yeah, I... I'm not sure about that. I, it seems kind of split to me, but also okay. among betters versus the public are a couple of different things. Sure. I think if you're going to do, do a teaser, there's one thing to do, and it's the Giants, and that's it. Maybe you don't want to because it's the highest total of the week, but I wouldn't be scared because all the Vikings do is either lose or play in a one-score game, 11-0 in one-score games this year. Uh, I think it w- wouldn't it be sweet justice if they were to – lose a one-score game for the first time in the playoffs all year. I think that would be pretty, pretty comical. Not for Vikings sure. fans, just, just, just for me a little bit. Um, are we buying let, – let's, let's throw some QB trends out there, see if we're buying into any of them. Sample size of 21 games. Daniel Jones. Road Dog, 16-5 and five against the spread. I mean, over the last 15, 20 years, he's one of the best. And yeah. that is a decent sample size. He struggles more at home. I can't figure it out, and he's better on the road. And when they're not expected to win, he actually performs quite well, covering the number a good amount of the time. 16-5 against the spreads. We buy into Daniel Jones being a better quarterback away from the Meadowlands. I mean, I do. I mean, I, 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 he is. I mean, he's been that way his yeah. whole career. I, I I always wonder why that is. Like, I, I can't wrap my finger around my head around why. I mean, maybe it's the – that place gets windy. Maybe his arm doesn't play well in the stadium he was drafted to play in. Maybe he plays well outside of the swirling winds. I have no idea why that is. Weird. It's also a rough crowd, which I'm not sure. Sure. Maybe you're worried about making the next mistake, and then they're going to be on you at home could, where they should be, be supporting you. Yeah, maybe. Uh, quarterback trend on the other side. Do we buy into it? 
larger sample size. You might know where I'm going. It's a sample size of 53 games. Kirk Cousins, 4 p.m. Eastern or later, 21-32 against the spread. If it's not 1 p.m. Eastern, Kirk is bad. Or the morning. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> London. Oh, we might I mean, into that. A little bit of a... I hate to say it's truth, but the numbers also don't lie. You know, it's it's so ridiculous that it's even a thing, but it always yeah. happens. It's so bizarre. So what, what do we make of, like, I feel like people have a preconceived notion. The Vi- we have to fade the Vikings in the playoffs because they're obviously not that good, right? They have a, a negative point differential. They're also playing a team with a negative point differential. Like, I feel like right. this week almost doesn't apply to the, the like, all right, can't wait. Going to fade the Vikings in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, that's a good strategy eventually. I, is this the week that it, it hits, though? I don't know if the Giants are the opponent to do it. To I, think that's a sto- I think that's a story of wild card weekend because there are a few things that stand out. You just mentioned one. Oh, you got to fade the Vikings because they're a fraud. Oh, wait. I was supposed to fade the Giants because they are also a fraud. So what do you end up doing? The uh, the first-time playoff quarterbacks. We've got two different games. So we have two first-time playoff quarterbacks. So they're going against each other. Doesn't matter. Got to throw it out. I would say that you kind of throw that out in this matchup. They're favored by three. Um, a few weeks ago when they played, it was a larger number. I think it closed at four and a half. So now we're down to three being in the playoffs. And we just saw that game and it was decided by a field goal. And there's that home field advantage. It's not three, but I think I think the number's fair, right? I think uh, you, you give home field to Minnesota, so they get one and a half to two points for that. And they're the better team. They are. They're better. I know a lot of the metrics would suggest that they are very close. and I, But I still think that you make Minnesota on a neutral field the better team by a, a point to a point and a half. So I think the line is... Get on. I think it's it's a perfect number of three. So let me ask you guys this about the Giants compared to the Vikings. How much does it matter what these teams have done lately for you? So we know they're both fraudulent, right? Like, big picture. Since November 13th, let's just go back basically two months, right? We're about, what is today? Is today the 13th? So it's 12th. So basically the last two months of football. The Vikings have won six games. And then they've won six. Now, they are normally pretty, but they've won six games, including wins over the Buffalo Bills, wins over the New England Patriots, the New York Jets, the Giants, right? Like some decent or okay teams and one really good team. You know how many games Mm -hmm. the Giants have won since November 13th? They've won three football games. They beat the Texans, they beat the Colts, and they beat the Commanders. The Giants' work was done in September and October. They've won three games you, the last two months. You can go back to Halloween. I know. Not in the they middle of November because they, they had to buy before that Houston game. And, uh, Seattle was before lost, that, right? They lost. Actually, you can go back to October 24th. <laughs> they, have not, they, they have three wins going all the way back to there. Yeah, I know. Oh, they haven't won football games in, in, in the last two months. They've won three in two and a half months. Against terrible teams. Mm-hmm. I, but can you, based on everything that we've seen this year, with the Vikings playing close, their poor defense, the numbers are pretty close to the opposition here, can you honestly lay three points, though? No. 
I can't. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes back to. I, I agree. I, I can't do it. That's the issue there. So how do we how do we attack this game? I think a Giants teaser makes sense. Yeah, you want to get that, I love that to plus nine. Um, the side, I don't like it. The total, I understand why it's the highest total of the week. Two poor defenses, and and when the, they're playing from behind, when they're down by a couple of scores, these teams usually get touchdowns. They do. They get back in those games. So I don't love the total. I could see it going over like it did in the last matchup. Would you I love play the, the Jefferson I think prop? the Giants might have an edge here for me just because they rested some of their players. Um, the last time they played, they outgained the Vikings 445 to 353. That was, um, was it New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve? It's all blending together, <laughs> the holidays <laughs> for me. But the last time they played, they outgained them. And I don't know. The other part of it, does Kirk have the edge because he's been in the playoffs before? Or does that not mean much? I don't know. I, I think Giants in a teaser is a good look. I might, if it went to two and a half, maybe take the Vikings. If I had to, I'd probably take the Vikings with the three. I, But I don't have a strong, strong opinion. Both these teams are crazy. Like, <laughs> with their negative yeah. point differentials, the, the fraudulent talk. I just think anything is possible to have a strong opinion on the side um, here for me. But I kind of lean Giants. I don't know. I'm back and forth. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't have a strong read on the game. Who's going to win? I mean, I just would be surprised if it's not close. Uh, I'd be surprised yes. if the Giants won with margin. I mean, I mean, I, I, I could kind of see yeah. the Vikings maybe getting away, getting away from the Giants a little bit late. I could, but I do. If the Giants win by 17 points, I'd be shocked. Uh, last matchup, Jefferson had 16 targets. Do we look at Jefferson's prop? I wonder where it's going to be set. I haven't seen it yet today. Wow. I, I would think in the low 90s, upper 90s, like 91, I guess it is at BetMGM, 91 and a half at BetMGM. 16 targets last time. That's Kirk's guy. It's their offense. I know, you know, if Paul was here, he would tell us, well, he disappears for a half, which he does sometimes. But yeah. I, I think he probably goes over the number. Or you can go, uh, it's a juice six and a half, or you can find a plus money at seven and a half receptions. You could do that. Yeah, that work. You know, I, the, the Dalvin Cook's season is confounding, isn't it? I mean, this is a matchup where he should eat, where we should be talking about them going, uh, leaning on Dalvin Cook a little bit, and it's prop 70 and a half. We should be jumping on that. You know, Giants dead last, rush DVOA defense, but I, I have very little confidence that he's going to go over his props based on what we've seen all season. I agree. I agree. All right, we'll do more on this game tomorrow. Let's go to the Bucks and Cowboys, uh, the Monday night game, which it, this is an interesting one because we get extra time to talk about this, right? We also have Monday to discuss this game uh, mm -hmm. for the Monday night game. We're sitting at two and a half. It, this is interesting that every day, you mentioned it, Joe, we've had some movement in these games, right? I think, you know, the Chargers-Jaguars has, has gone back and forth. Um, Miami obviously jumped yesterday. Ravens just moving around. We haven't seen much movement here in the two NFC, the second NFC, the last two NFC games, right? Giants been sitting at three, and I we've been sitting at Cowboys minus two and a half for a couple days now, and they're not giving us the three. We're not getting the three on the Bucks in terms of the line moving here. It's just sitting at two and a half. I wonder if we get a three before kickoff. I don't think we are. I don't think it's going back. It was there early in the week, and the sharper betters jumped on Tampa Bay, the home dog, by a field goal. 
and and I'm thinking about what is the public going to do? These are two very public situations, just the Cowboys in general, and then betting on Brady is always going to be the public move. And uh, on the Cowboys side, what's fresh in our minds? Dak interceptions, defense giving up a lot of points. And fresh in our minds is we've been waiting on the Brady turnaround that just hasn't occurred. But I think there is reason for optimism since a lot of his weapons are healthy now. now we've been saying that for a while and expecting uh, them to get right, but it still just hasn't happened. There will be some that will fade the Brady at night narrative. I mean, it's legitimate based on the last 18 games. But as we addressed yesterday, we think there's context there because in the majority of those games, he's a favorite. Now he's a home underdog in the playoffs. I understand why the move uh, was went from three down to two and a half. I, th- I think the uh, Bucks is one of the best teaser legs of the weekend. Uh, not the highest total, and you get it through the three and the seven. So I like that. I, I think the Bucks are going to win this game. I'm a little worried about Brady, but I, based on what I've seen from the Cowboys, especially in the second half of the season, and I know they, they've just gotten through. They've d- done what they've had to do most of the season, just getting by, skating by. But that also doesn't mean that they're going to win by three points. Um, I have less trust in Dak and Dallas's defense than I do in Brady, and that is saying something because I have not been high on the Bucks. Yeah, that's it. When you said you're a little worried about Tom Brady, I'm like, but I'm more worried about Dak. You put up six points mm-hmm. against the Commanders last week. But the part, the for me, I'm just so, it's hard for me to take my emotions out of this because I just don't like seeing the Cowboys do well. And I don't know if I can honestly get that out of my head. Now, I think we could all agree week one when the Cowboys couldn't even find the end zone against the Bucks, we could probably just throw that game out. I wouldn't look yep. too far into that. Um, but I'm with you. I'm on the Bucks. I, I think it's just because I'm biased and I don't like the Cowboys, though. So I don't know if. You can take my bias side. It, <laughs> what would, for fans of the game, what would be better for us, for the Cowboys or Bucks to advance? Because the Cowboys, you get the whole Cowboys thing, right? And you get the Baylesses of the world and Michael Irvin and that entertainment and, and Stephen A and all that. And then you get the tears that are coming because they're not going to make the Super Bowl. But on the Bucks side, you get the Brady thing. So what would we what would we rather have? Aaron, even though you hate the Cowboys, success, yeah, winning a playoff game is good for them, but it's against one of the worst playoff teams. So it could ha- be I don't have enough Brady success. fatigue. I actually with everything that's happened with his divorce, I think this is like a different version of Brady. So I'm he almost feels like he's in an underdog position to me he's now. A sympathetic and I'd like figure. to see him. Yes. I think the table has turned. It's not the Brady of the Patriots that I was like, ugh, get out of here. Now I'm like, you know what? I want to see old man Brady uh get a playoff win. I don't want to see him go down like in misery and embarrass himself after what he's accomplished in this league. I would think it's better for us if the Cowboys get one more win, and like for fans oh. of the game, and then the tears come. Yeah, and then the I tears agree. Come. I agree. Quickly. Like in in terrible, like by five no touchdowns. No wins. That's what I want. No, yeah. I might take a shot on the correct score of this game. Doesn't this feel like Brady wins on a last drive, like 1917, like ugly, oh. low scoring, 
He does it again. I might take a shot on the correct score. Something low scoring that Brady pulls out at the end. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, Beck UL Daily. We'll dive back to the AFC next right here on the Beck UL Network.